In the summer of 2016, a mysterious locked book appeared online, promising to reveal the magical secrets held inside if someone could solve the 16 puzzles required to open it. A year later, the book is open, and the adventure that thousands of readers embarked on to unlock it is becoming a book of its own. This is the story of how that adventure came to be. This is the making of the Monarch Papers. Hi. Hello. 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 Uh, <laughs> hi. Welcome to... Oh, well, first off, before I say welcome, I... Well, I'll say welcome, and then I want to say that... Uh, I changed the numbering of the episodes. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Did you see? We're on episode it was driving... three now because it was zero, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, okay. exactly. I'm going to turn your volume up a little bit, Simon. I couldn't hear you. Okay. There no, you go. I'm... Oh, it was me. No, it's me not speaking. Into... <laughs> are we actually, have we, have we started officially now? Are we, are we... Oh, we, we are started live. officially. Okay, okay. Whoa. And Johnny's loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find a balance between you two. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, I changed the numbering. So the first episode was episode zero, and now we are fragment three, episode three, yeah. because I wasn't able to keep up with that. <laughs> um, and today we are talking about Oban Hedge. Um, this was the first giant, massively broken puzzle <laughs> uh, ever. And that's what all the questions were about. Remember how we thought we were really slick and sly and we got by with it? Yeah. No, I don't recall. Everyone was like... <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember being <laughs> oh, yeah. slick ever. That's just my hindsight. Um, but everyone was like, yeah, we know this was really messed up. So uh, <laughs> what happened? Um, so, yeah, does... Uh, so, oh, a couple of facts. First off is um, this, this fragment we went from uh, about 70 readers to about 120. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, th I think we had done our first ad, the sort of "Do you remember the magic guide?" or Instagram? Uh, or maybe it. Yeah, I think it was Instagram, and I think we. Um, it was. Do Do you remember magic, and or do you believe in magic? And then the six guild badges, ah. and uh, that went really well. As a matter of fact, looking back through the form, it was interesting to see that people for the first time were saying, "Welcome, new readers." Welcome, new recruits. Aww. We were we we said recruits a lot back then, um, and so that was that was really exciting to see. Um, anyone else have any passing thoughts about Open Hedge before we get into it? We have some good questions too. Um, it's all so long ago, <laughs> which is the, which is my standard response to pretty much all of these. So, so long ago, I've slept yeah. since then. I'm just we're minying, right? right? We are mini, uh, and so narratively, we have ended um, King Rabbit's adventure. Um, he 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 stole the pocket watch. Um, they found Eye of the Moons, and then players were still receiving. They were seeing comments from Deirdre's blog of a character named the Last Traveler sending messages to Deirdre, and every time they would send him a message, he would send them a new passage of the mini. Yeah. Uh, and, and as he posted them, he would degrade more and more. And I think we talked about in the last episode that that was, that was one of the first times that the players had speculated on something and we liked it so much more that that's what we yeah, went with. Right. Um, and also we should talk about the, the design of the minying and 
what purpose it initially served and how that all fell apart. Uh, but but this the miniing. I think I all I did was throw together like a rough draft of a rhyme scheme, and it was completely the product of Johnny Aerosmith's imagination. Ah. Warped, warped oh, pass the blame to me. <laughs> <laughs> And I accept that totally. Um, so do you want to talk? About, yeah. So do you want to talk about that a little bit, Johnny, about your um, development of the miniing? And, and did it, did you at the time, I think I know the answer to this, anticipate that it would become this thing that would come back like every couple of fragments, we would throw in a Jolbus toad or <laughs> a, a mouse with girlish hair. I love the mouse, mouse with girlish hair. Um, yeah, it was a very interesting brief. I remember we sat down and we wanted to talk when you set out to um, say that, you know, what you wanted this puzzle to be about. Uh, and you said you really wanted to have a poem that was Jabberwock-esque. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's super exciting. I've got to get into this. Um, uh, just because, it, you, you know, my love for playing with names and words. This is right in my ballpark. So... Uh, how did I come up with the initial idea? Of the, I think I just basically just started scribbling. Didn't you? I mean, but wasn't it the word minying? Didn't that? Didn't you do some sort of research and went? That's a really interesting word about you know burial and and mourning. And there's there's a fact in there about what a minying is a period of time. Am I right? Yeah, I um, I think I knew in my head when I started yeah. that what I wanted I wanted to do a, a kind of ceremony. Um, where people came together and shared their thoughts about something and i think what um uh, because of the way that the, the rhyme structure was all put together it felt like that was the most obvious thing to do that we had people speaking certain rhyme structures so i kept you know so um we already had the breakdown um God, it seems so long ago I got when i did well i was no i, I was thinking at the time oh yeah no it just all flowed out of my pen and it was all just perfect <laughs> but i know there was more did. work to it than that um the kind of <laughs> there was a kind of baseline idea beneath uh what you'd done about um we were talking about uh, uh Simon and i were talking about this earlier today about music and um we'd lost uh, some really big names in music last year and I, I, um, David Bowie was one that was surprisingly hard to deal with. And so when I was coming to think of the idea for this poem and this idea of people coming together and paying their respects, um, I kind of wanted to tie it into uh, my love for David Bowie. So we mentioned earlier about uh, a mouse with girlish hair. They were all kind of like, that was an idea from... Um, just from taking lyrics from David Bowie songs and going, hmm, yeah, yeah, let's take that. I like that. This can work in this concept. Ah, let's do this. Let's do that. So uh, Life on Mars obviously is a girl with mousy shit. I don't know. Am I going to get done for nicking people's lyrics now? No, because <laughs> you think I'm okay. I was going to look at it now and go, oh, yeah, when you said this is actually absolutely directly lifted from such and such by David Bowie. Um, yeah. So, oh, just to explain, I was just, the, the, the Odjurad thing was the thing I was happiest about. And I, I absolutely assumed that someone would get this because our players are so smart. But Odjurad is actually David Bowie. If you took his, you know, David Bowie was born um, David Robert Jones. So I just took the first two letters of his name, David Robert Jones, and just reversed it. 
And I thought, ooh, yeah, Odurad, that sounds cool. So that's how Odurad came to be, <laughs> which is really wonderful. I just think it makes him, yeah, well, I, he already was this sort of iconic character, and, and that makes it even more so. I think it gives people a visual idea of what this character looked like in his larger-than-life presence. And then when he died, why all these people would come together to mourn him, that just makes it even better in my mind. Oh, Definitely. Cool. Yeah. It was. A, it kind of yeah. felt like it should be a, um, kind of a bit of an epic poem because it was going to be so big anyway. And yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, I, I kind of hope I pulled it off. I bet the people that were actually putting it together thought it was um, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did think it was crazy. But I, I remember getting it back from you, and having uh, I think like two notes, and it was just about. Um, all they were were you inspiring me to have other ideas that say, oh, what about this or what about this? Um, but I thought it was fantastic. And 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 that was funny. We were asking you to knock that out in the midst of you also prepping Fragment 4. I'm sure Simon and I were really busy doing something. Um, <laughs> I, mean, no, it, I, I think it was everything, everything else. else. Yeah. I think it was the, the narrative. And also, I think Simon and I were reeling from how frantic phase yeah. one was and how quickly we were burning through story um we were also realizing how how much we had to pay attention well to what was isn't happening. isn't this the phase three is as you said we had 50 new readers and we, this isn't this where we had gamer panic where we start to go oh these 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 new readers are gamers and they're, they're gonna just serious, they're yeah. gonna hold us accountable yeah, for everything you're absolutely right. Yeah, I remember first thing was when we hit 100, I think I celebrated, <laughs> <laughs> which it's so quaint now, but our first 100 was a huge deal. But yeah, I do remember that they came to play. Um, a lot of people had been eased into the, the narrative, and it was the first time we had gotten a flood of people in, and they were all like ready to solve the problem. What is the solution? Where's the puzzle? How do we solve it? They were sending the puzzles to Reddit and Unforum to get help solving them. They weren't really, um, we hadn't established that we were this little pocket world and we do everything here and we take our time and it's narrative we and, and uh, people were like, let's solve this because I want to know what's next, um, what's next, what's next. How do at we At this win? point, were they breaking websites i can't remember if this was the one or was it the next one where they started breaking things they were non-stop breaking websites <laughs> it was like oh i just go into the code and um, find them we're like oh what you could do that wow no right and and up until that point i had been to stay ahead of the game prepping sites sites would be ready to go with every page published and everything ready to just be linked to which was a terrible idea because that's what actually led to this fragment being completely wrecked and us having to scramble to try to fix it which was the point of this puzzle was they would properly assemble the minying and then if they reverse engineered the rhyme scheme the letters of the rhyme scheme when input into this form on the Book of Briars website would lead them to a word that said Obenhedge. And when they clicked on that, it would take them to more fragments of that spell they were assembling. 
um, because people had been breaking the websites <laughs> and pulling things out and posting things, and I had to keep deleting comments where people were like, oh, I found the answer, and I would have to delete them and hope no one saw. And luckily at the time, there were only 100 people. It wasn't so broken maliciously, though, was it? Didn't. I mean, this was people that thought this is how they played the game. No, it was, no, no, no. It was, yeah. en it was enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah, no one came in to sort of hack it. And then if I messaged them, they would say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I, with other ARGs, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed yeah. to dig under the hood um but because of that luckily well luckily or unluckily i had put the word open hedge behind the password but i hadn't linked it to the page that was a solution because i thought i don't know how but if someone were to find this i don't want them to be, to be able to jump there i'm saying that now it may have just been because the page wasn't ready <laughs> that's more <laughs> that's likely I, um i think that's more likely so the problem that happened was you were supposed to put in, I think, 16 or 20 characters, which was the rhyme scheme. And when you put it in, you would get the word Oven Hedge, and it would lead you to the fragment pieces. Well, I had started out with a lower security form of, um, this is where my experience and my knowledge, uh, it, it becomes transparent. Uh, a passwordy password, thingy. Password thingy. That's the official way to name for <laughs> password, it. Yeah. You know, you're familiar. A passwordy thingy. Uh, and at first, it it only required eight characters. And I thought, well, that won't work. We need one that will require more. And so I switched to a a better encryption. There we go. <laughs> a better encryption <laughs> that would take all of those characters. But what happened was the database wasn't rebuilt. And so it was still the eight characters. So even though I had put in the 16 or 20 as the password, if you only put in the first eight correctly, it would solve it. And the first eight of the minying were the eight that we made purposefully yeah. easy. It was A, B, A, B, <laughs> A, B, A, B, because we wanted to set the, the puzzle structure. And so people would put in the half they had, and it led them to the word open hedge. And so we, it was... I remember it was like 10 or 11 at night and I was feverishly sending you all messages in Slack so you would see it first thing in the morning <laughs> and having no idea what we were going to do. And up until that point, we hadn't ever sent a message to everyone <laughs> that said, listen, we screwed up. Listen, there's, there's a problem. We were really, uh, we still were in the end, but we, at the time, brutally obsessed with immersion to the point where we were, people would message us and say, how much of this is real? Because we hadn't done magic, you know, yet. It, it was about um, the Mandela effect and missing books. And, and so there were some people who were curious and didn't know it was real. Uh, and then we came up with the idea. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember what our solution was? <laughs> the, the, um, the dream. The dream. The dream. Cole's dream. That's right. Yep which normally we would have waited months and months to recall someone's ability, but we did it a month later. <laughs> Were we even supposed to introduce Cole at this, at this earlier stage? Well, yes. Well, cause Cole found, they found oh, Cole yeah. through the Frey Lily, but he wasn't supposed to come back. We were supposed to establish this um, character and then we would pay him off later and slowly build him. We certainly didn't want him joining a forum yet. Uh, at this time, it, this time was also when Ascender left because we were freaking out about people saying, hey, help me with this and us needing to be available as like eight characters. So that's when uh, <laughs> that's when Agrenon was like, I've had a vision and you're not supposed <laughs> to. Didn't someone also like, reach out to Cole on his blog and say, hey. 
you recognize the word open hedge? And you were like, mm. and Cole was like, no. Do you um, know anything about open hedge? <laughs> <laughs> right. And, 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 uh, and so that was actually what gave me the idea of, oh, what we should do is have yeah. Cole have had another dream. And it was about open hedge. And that is kind of a blessing because then we had to scramble to figure out what that dream was about. And it was about Traveler coming to Cole and saying the road is broken, which means the puzzle was broken. But we can figure out a way around it. You just have to find sort of the more magimistic name for Oban Hedge. Yes. Which was Velichorus. Uh, and this all came about, I think, in like two hours. We were scrambling to figure out what hours. Um, and I'm sure maybe injury nudge to say, oh, it couldn't hurt to message him and see if he's ever, you know, Andrew he knew or Fragment Allison 1. Or, or Tom, one of our <laughs> heroes. Some, just some really yeah. helpful mountaineer. Uh, and then that led us down this other path of um, Cole becoming sort of possessed by that dream and not being able to say anything but that word. And this was actually when he came to the forum, I think. Or, or, or began more communicating back and forth with the Mountaineers, Brendan, Robert, I think Reveneer. Um, and he became more of their ally instead of just another character. Um, so in the end, I think all this was a great thing. And it taught us to, which we didn't do ever again, which is think yeah, too absolutely. far ahead. <laughs> it also kind of opened the door to the whole responsive fiction thing that if, if you are going to play this Absolutely. kind of improv game where you are responding to the, the the ideas of your readers that also when things do go technically wrong well that's we used to you know we have that phrase because magic but actually it's because well we're making this up as we go along because it's real life mm. as it were so let's just play with it and see okay where does that take us instead let's not panic yeah and the, and and i think that's where some of the most interesting things have came, have come from we've said that a few times that uh it's always so exciting when we're able to integrate some of their ideas. And that had been the promise of the premise where we said, you know, you can shape the outcome, you can shape the story. Uh, but that was kind of vague. You know, we knew, oh, we'll listen to you and we'll, oh, her shirt's blue. <laughs> I want okay, to her shirt's blue. Have you used that <laughs> phrase before, the promise of the premise? I, I have uh, stolen that phrase. I, I really wish we like could that, coin it. I've heard that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the promise of the premise is an is ah. a, a, sc a screenwriting parlance for there's a section of Act One, no, the section of Act Two where you pay off what you have save promised to do. Um, ah. It's not a save the cat. It's a Ted Elliott okay. and Terry Rossio, screenwriters of um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, they had a blog for a long time in the early 2000s. It was a bible for screenwriting. Um, and promise of the premise was one that I have never forgotten that you have to pay off the trailer right. or the pitch or, and we had, we had pitched a lot of things we hadn't yet paid off, but screwing things up kind of made it. So we were forced to do that and, and it ended up better for it. And it built this relationship with Cole that we always thought Deirdre and Cole would be more removed from the Mountaineers and we would watch their relationship unfold sort of like Griffin and Sabine, those books where you see people get to know each other or possibly fall in love, but you don't mm. interact with them. And that was a sort of genie we let out of the bottle and couldn't yeah. put back in and ended up being such a great thing. 
I just realized I look like I was telling Johnny I look like I'm sitting in um, if you're watching the video of this I look like I'm sitting in a hospital's medical records it room. is a very nice green though <laughs> Yeah, it oh, looks better in person too. The fluorescent is not oh. doing it any favors, but a bunch of bankers' boxes. Yeah, you'll have to sort that. Gets... You'll have to fluorescent. <laughs> I I will. <laughs> I'm gonna have lots of mood lighting. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think if there's anything else narratively that happened. So we figured out the word Velocorus. It led you to um, the, a couple more pieces. Deirdre was and Deirdre was uh, umming and ahhing about selling the brownstone and going back to the UK. And of course, then there's the big thing right. that happens at the end with Deirdre. What is? Which is she is Which she's is? assaulted. <laughs> she's stalked properly and and. Oh yeah yeah. Oh, I thought that was fragment. Two. Did did King Rabbit kind of went together? Kind of, was kind of fragment fragment overlap. Oh, because yeah. they were overlapping. They overlapped. So, um, yeah, this is the one where she oh, was, she was cool. um, yeah. uh, chased down the street and then uh, her father's pocket watch. <gasps> and she dropped her tart. Oh. That's what I remember. <laughs> what, actually, I never asked. What sort of tart was it? <laughs> it oh. I think it was lemon. It was from that place you love. The, um, the little cafe. I can't remember. A oh, bakery. There's so many little bakeries I love. In New York, <laughs> You're, uh, you'll have to be more specific. When, when, you, when you say that that place that I love, my head goes, my mind goes straight to Murray's Cheese Bar because that's that's Nevada. It was, it was a cheese, cheese tart. tart. Yeah, it was a cheese tart. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's right, and that's why we never did this again. Overlapping yeah. puzzles. That was absurd, and all it did was lead to confusion Everybody. for us, for the readers, yeah. for everyone. Uh, because they kept trying to, oh, well, does this go here? Does that go there? It was like giving them two boxes of puzzle pieces. Because what we did... That... Yeah, that was a big lesson learned. Because, say, because what we did... And also... The next fragment was just so go, much easier. What's that? So much cleaner. <laughs> Which was ridiculous. I, yeah. I don't want to get into it. I think it's going to. Yeah, because I, next I, week... We I may, think this may be two episodes talking about fragment four. Because it was like four puzzles. <laughs> because we thought... Let yeah, let's not do a big fragment. Let's just do four little mini puzzles. And a number of things happened then. First off, John <laughs> blessedly doesn't do anything little. Yeah. If you give him something to do, it's going to be big and well thought out and imaginative and and sort of like these big ideas you never expected. And so we said four little mini puzzles. It ended up just yeah. being four more fragments. I, I think the problem is that both <laughs> each of you, one taking um, like two weeks have, to solve. It was you've incredible. All done improv, and so you yes and everything. So there's no kind of cutoff point. <laughs> hey, I just come up with this great idea. Yes, and let's tag this onto it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's do that. And we just go around embassy. I think. I think the other That's thing true. that we did do That's is very because, true. Uh, you know, we're not we're not talking about Fragment 4 yet, but in Fragment 3, because we had, um, you know, not Gamergate, but, uh, you know, we were worried about, oh, these people are smart and uh, they know games and they're going to try. So we need to make things really, really hard for them in the next Fragment because we can't have them solve it straight away. And unfortunately, we just made it too hard. <laughs> We did, and then it was Allison and and Tom sort of having to help nudge everything. We we had not learned yeah. anything at this point. This we learned about overlapping puzzles, yeah. not posting anything until we're ready for it to be found. That was a huge one, and um, 
testing puzzles. There were time we just didn't have time to test things. And then and then with that too is we have to figure out the balance. I still think it was better to make things harder because there were some puzzles later on we simplified and they were over in a day. Um, so, yeah, well, that was, what oh, a fascinating yeah. time phase phase, one was. Phase, phase, phase one, yeah, <laughs> fragment three, yeah. So, yeah, I, I would also say too that because we still were getting to know each other, there was a, even more yes and because it was it felt like everyone's yeah. ideas yes just throw them in and we'll make them all work and we'll figure it all out <laughs> and by the end all just, three of us felt comfortable no, saying i don't, don't let's do can we not can <laughs> stop I, now stop can, can we save that for like 5 years from now please and 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 focus on this right now uh, which which was great it, it was so funny getting to know each other developing a working relationship and a personal relationship in the midst yeah. of this insanity we did absolutely wonderful. everything wrong and it ended yeah. up wonderful lee wonderfully wonderful <laughs> it ended up <laughs> wonderful so okay uh, i have some questions if anyone no, I do you have anything no, let's go this is a big one this is from robert and it's a big one we've answered parts of this but i'm going to read the whole thing so how badly did we screw up fragment three or if you prefer how off the mark were we in the end and then he posts the headline <laughs> background we figured out the more different people we got to talk to last traveler the faster we'd get pieces of the poem but the faster <laughs> he deteriorated we should have read this as a synopsis yeah. i'm going to start asking readers to summarize <laughs> the fragments because we can't remember that part made us feel smart which was an accident not that we made you feel smart we figured it out and yet also terrified the act that the act of solving it was harming him it was a great balance of emotions and a very nice touch yeah i wish we had come All our with. idea after we got <laughs> yeah totally ours we're going to edit all of these podcasts to make it our ideas. After we got all the pieces, including the last piece from a handwritten note to Deirdre on her blog, it feels like we hit a giant wall. None of us could figure out the exact order the lines went. None of us could find any significance to the poem itself. And we spent a lot of time trying. Someone somewhere finally suggested we input the rhyme scheme into the book. And despite the fact we didn't even have the poem correct, it turns out we only needed the first 12 or so letters in and we lucked into the fact our incorrect poem happened to have the same rhyme scheme for the first 12. That gave us a word we didn't know what to do with. And in the end, we contacted <laughs> Cole with the word and he just sort of solved it all for us. He corrected the poem for us and gave us the fragment word. On one hand, it made at me, me at least, feel like we had barely solved anything. On the other, it was somewhat nice to get a peek behind the scenes of TMP into what would happen if we failed. It seemed clear that if we couldn't solve it, the game wouldn't just implode or stall for years. There was a timeline to keep, and even if the NPCs had to do it, the fragments would get solved. So on one hand, that was comforting to know the game always had a path to its finale, even then. On the other, I always wonder what we missed when magic happens, and we go from step four in the puzzle to step seven, and no one knows what steps five or six Oh, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's that really is. That's great. What's what's very funny though is that they they did solve. I mean, if they had, in a way, the puzzle ended up more interesting because it 
failed. Open Hedge was kind of a mini fragment in a sense because it was in between this big fragment two and what we knew was coming in fragment four. And so we thought, oh, just trial and error, you'll assemble yeah. this puzzle and it's narrative. It's we'll pay off this story later. And so so they were on the verge, if they had assembled the puzzle correctly, the rhyme correctly, they would have found Open yeah. Edge, and that would yeah. have been it. That would have been the end of it. We'd have taken a couple of weeks, Fragment 4 would have started up. So, in a way, us screwing up yeah, sure. made it more yeah, yeah, interesting, yeah. I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I, I agree 100%. <laughs> but, yeah, but because it broke, we had to scramble, Robert, and so... The, the issues you're having with did we we skipped six steps five and six you didn't you were just at step seven we had to go back and justify step seven because it broke we had to introduce the dream and the travel I think the other thing to say is that if that. it hadn't broke and if we if we'd got it right there is a chance that we might just have been doing the same sort of thing over and over again with each fragment we'd have we'd have made it more like a game. Uh, and what we realized in, in Fragment 3 and definitely in Fragment 4 is, wait a second, this needs to be more narrative-driven and less game-driven. And then when we get into Phase 2, it becomes, okay, well, actually, the games are actually more about interactive moments within the story. And that's much, much more exciting and much more interesting. And the, the readers really responded to that. So I don't think we'd have ended up on the path we've we've, we've gone down and got the... Um, the thing that we have, if we hadn't made those silly, tiny, tiny mistakes. <laughs> very tiny. I, that, you, that is a very good point. I, and I agree with that, that. I think early on, we were trying to make it more narrative and people wanted to solve the puzzle. And so we felt inclined to give them what they want, which was puzzle it up. And this was kind of a wake up call for us. Luckily, that happened pretty early on where we felt not the the way we get out of all of this is through story and character and that needs to be the focus and and you can tell there's a big shift from phase one into phase two and then beyond where it was always about a narrative experience like lauren and cagliostro mm -hmm. and sullivan's journals yeah. instead of let's explore more mini arcs yeah i think and, we tried i think the original sort of way we saw the first phase was oh there is a story it's Deirdre's story and that's over here and then there's these puzzle things that happen on the other side and they don't they kind of intersect but they they're, they're part of the same world and if you unlock this part of the puzzle then you get the next part of the narrative but that narrative will always go what we found through the beauty of these lovely mistakes and the wonderful readers that we have is that those worlds start to come together and actually it was more about properly intertwining all that stuff to make it a much more interactive and immersive yeah experience yeah absolutely i don't remember where it was either on the forum or maybe a vlog i don't know that i had start no i didn't start the vlogs until december but at one point i had mentioned about deirdre being the main character and i remember robert commenting and saying deirdre's the main character because it felt so removed and we hadn't figured out how to do that yet. And that, that what you're talking about, I think is exactly, that, that is a symptom of that issue, which was, no, here you have this little story and thing to solve. And then on the periphery, things are happening. Um, <laughs> because in a way it felt like, wait, I'm doing all this, so aren't I the main character? <laughs> do you, um, and so that, that was another wake up call for us. And I think that's why we took time between phase one and phase two to try to figure out how to shift this around and 
honestly, I'm so happy Definitely. we did. What's the next question? Yeah, one more one more question. What inspired you to bring the fragment to Cole in his dreams? <laughs> inspired? Hmm. Was this planned so you could mirror the dream communication in phase four or more of a fail safe in case we couldn't figure it out? I also, this might be more suited to fragment four, but can you tell us more about Brendan's life after leaving the forest? <laughs> Where did he go? To neither nor? I love to say neither nor. We knew, we knew we'd get you. <laughs> <laughs> Or somewhere else. Um, no, we're not going to talk about Brandon today. today. Oh, yeah. we, we have plenty of time to talk about Brandon next week and who knows how many more weeks following that. But um, it was not planned at all. And that's funny. He said, was it planned so you could mirror the dream communication in phase four? Because Cole revealed more about um, his, his power that he had experienced early on in his dreams of neither nor. Uh, so no, it was actually the reverse because we had done that. I felt like we had earned one more callback of that. And in a way yeah. we had to justify it. We had to explain where it came from. It happened twice in the span of two months. And then we, because we hadn't planned it, we kind of dropped that. There was a lot of stuff to do. So when we were struggling to, to bring this train into the station, we, I, I had created this master dry erase board list and sent it to Simon and Johnny that was, here are all the things we have to answer. Here are all the things we maybe should answer. Here are all the things that we can leave open-ended. But there was a lot of sort of, no, 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 you've asked this question and now you have to answer it. And Cole, yeah. Cole's backstory and I think, was I think it one. does. I think it does make sense to to bring it back and and you know you see that a lot in, in i think i think it feels really satisfying when you see that in a um long form storytelling like television where there's a sort of mini version of it and you go oh that was interesting and then they turn it into the big version of it towards the end and it's kind of yeah absolutely um yeah i think that's it that's all for questions i know we have a viewer uh it, does anyone have questions um who's watching this live you have something for for live chat any questions I don't maybe asleep maybe already. Not. Perhaps yeah. not. Yeah. We, we, we can <laughs> cut this out of the podcast. The sad anticlimax. <laughs> okay. No, no one wants to know anything. So so detailed. Uh, okay, great. We've told them already. We have all, you know what it is. Thorough. Everyone's just yeah. treading water until phase until fragment four. That's all it is. Until phase four. No, until fragment four. <laughs> they're just they're just waiting. That's all it is. We know. We know. Oh boy. Yeah. We will. We may have to do a little outlining of this. I think maybe we should do mini puzzle one, mini yeah. puzzle two, one week, mini puzzle three, yeah, mini we'll puzzle need... four the next week, which that is we'll once again screw up my number. Time to um, talk about nervous breakdowns and um, hair loss, things like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, I real our numbers are going to go way out of whack because I also think we should do an episode about between phase yeah. one and phase two. De sort of lessons learned, development. What do you think, Johnny? <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> what do you think, John? Yes, and <laughs> let's get margaritas. <laughs> yes, and yes, and Johnny said, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, yes, and." Uh, right. It was wonderful okay, seeing you guys bye. again, and um, I will see you next week. <laughs>